Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The breakfast brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danka, Bharati Jagdish and Ryan Huang. Let's take a look at headlines that investors will be paying attention to today. It's really just headline that investors will be paying attention to. <laughs> just one big thing, Russia, Ukraine. Now, we were just I was just looking at the numbers. Russia produces 10% of global oil supplies, yes. 40% of Europe's gas. Mm. This is going to be major. And I understand markets are still trying to adjust to all of this. That there is just so much to digest and to adjust to. So here's a bit of a wrap-up of what's going on there. Now, of course, uh, markets will be watching very closely what's going on because of all those reasons and because of the additional sanctions over the weekend yeah. where you've got a couple of things happening, including the SWIFT system. That has been focused for some time. Finally, the US and its allies have decided to block off some of the Russian banks from using the SWIFT system. So that's going to have financial implications, not just for Russia, but also for any trading partners with Russia. So that's going to be playing out this week. Mm. And that will also put the Russian ruble in focus. And also, the safe haven currencies are expected to get a bit of a lift. So far, in the early hours of Asian trading, we are seeing the Japanese yen going up and in turn the euro going down because of the prospects of slowing prospects of a slowing outlook for its economy. And looking at the other international moves over the weekend, we've got the EU approving more aid to the um, Ukraine side yeah. in terms of lethal weapons, 450 million euros worth, and it's also weighing sanctions on some of Russia's wealthiest tycoons. So that's something um, that's being stepped up on that front. Germany also making a bit of a about face. Uh, we've been hearing how initially they were just willing to only supply helmets. So now they have decided to also supply more lethal weapons like anti-aircraft missiles and so on and so forth. And that's a bit of a big change because they have been quite reluctant to move on that policy because of the World War II issues. So that's a big about change for Germany. And if you look at what's happening for the EU, they will be debating today on the coordinated release of emergency oil reserves. And that's in the backdrop of how oil prices are going up and are expected to go up even more. So more supply into the market could help stabilize some prices. And this is in a week where OPEC Plus is meeting. So oil prices will be very much in focus. Norway also doing some things to readjust to the um, landscape. They are looking at dropping Russia from its sovereign wealth funds. And I think a lot of other countries and companies will be also re-evaluating their portfolios to just reduce exposure to Russia. And looking at where we are for China, they Mm. are looking to distance themselves from Moscow as well. Um, They so far have abstained from voting on the UN Security Council to condemn the invasion. So that's interesting to see how much support or lack of support they are giving Russia. And talking about Russia, so far, a bit of a response in the form of Russian um, President Vladimir Putin putting nuclear forces on high alert. So that's something to 
keep an eye on to see where that goes. Well, uh, at the moment, we are seeing that uh, the Ukrainian uh, Ukrainians uh, Vladimir Zelensky has said that uh, officials will meet Russian counterparts at the Belarus border for talks. We are expecting that to happen. Uh, the G7 has uh, vowed uh, new sanctions on Russia if this invasion continues. But I want to go back to China distancing itself in a week where they're quite busy uh, where their own domestic front is concerned. Yeah, you've got a lot of things happening in China. So starting tomorrow, we've got a few policies and laws coming into place. And this is interesting. Um, Starting tomorrow, it will be illegal to so-called spread religion in China via cyberspace without a license. So here's what you have to watch out for. It's called the Measures for the Administration of Internet Religious Information Services. So this Mm. will ban all fundraising for religious activities. Also, the creation of religious organizations, including schools online, as well as efforts to attract new followers. So all part of a bit of a clamp down at the front to just make sure people don't, I guess, congregate and create their own groups Yikes. and followings online. So something okay. to control the um, Chinese um, netizens, so to speak. And then another one to clamp down on the tech sector is the regulations around the use of algorithms. So this is where users uh, like you and me will be able to switch off all the recommendations that your devices may be putting forth when you use your devices and they track you on your habits and behaviors. So you can now switch it off. It's going to be mandated as part of their policy. And it's also seen as a clamp down on the tech sector from Beijing as well. So sad. I bought so many useless things because of (laughs) algorithms. You Google one thing and that's it. You get inundated by ads related to that one thing, right? So some might say, actually, this puts the power back in the hands of users. Well, others will see it as a clamp down on the tech sector. It's all relative, isn't it? Mm. I understand there's there is data as well that you're looking towards analysing and dissecting from China? Yeah, let's zoom in on China's data. So tomorrow, we'll be looking out for some PMI data around the manufacturing and non-manufacturing. And this is where we've been seeing those PMI numbers just lingering around the 50 level. And there is some risk of it going below 50, which will then be contraction territory. We've seen some uh, warning signs of that because um, in the past few months, we've had the Lunar New Year break and of course activity goes down during that stretch and also the reduction in activities off the back of what's happening in the property sector and also the wider global economy. So that could finally see some pressure on the PMN numbers to go down even further. And talking about China, uh, later this week on Friday, we will be getting the Liangkui, our two sessions starting. So this is where you've got a major conference just putting together nearly 5,000 lawmakers, academics and business people across the country. So this is where it's being set up to discuss many things like growth targets, other policies around social economic um, fronts. So that we could see some new policy priorities and a tone being set by the government. All right, uh, Ryan, will you catch your breath? I just want to touch on one more thing which you brought up earlier in the segment, which is OPEC in action this Mm. week. I mean, what are we expecting out of this meeting? Yeah, so... Energy prices have been going up and we've seen that playing out in the gas pumps, uh, petrol kiosks, and that also has an implication into many industries as well as businesses have to cope with higher energy costs. And a big question being asked right now is, will OPEC 
increase the supply yeah. uh, and yeah. just help the situation right now. Yeah. And this is going to be one to watch. It might come down to the wire. Um, this is going to be affecting the output for April. And we are going to be looking to see if the conflicts uh, or the conflict in the Ukraine uh, crisis may escalate. So that could put even more pressure on OPEC to do something. But for now, it's a bit 50-50 looking at the opinions coming through from the analyst community. Mm, indeed, this will hit pockets all over the world, including ours here in Singapore. So we'll be watching that closely. Thanks very much, Ryan, for that breakfast brief. Very comprehensive indeed. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.